From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Gillian. The Florida Public Defender Association will have to wait a little longer before the Board of Governors considers its proposal to create a supervised practice program for law school graduates. Jim Ash has more. That's right, Mark. The Rules Committee was scheduled to present proposed amendments to Rule 11-1.8, Practice After Graduation, to the Board at its last meeting. But the presentation was delayed to give the Florida Board of Bar Examiners more time to study the amendments. Miami-Dade public defender Carlos Martinez, the FPDA president, is pushing for the program. The idea is to let law school grads practice for up to a year under a lawyer's supervision while they await bar admission. Martinez says it would help offset a recruiting and turnover crisis that is plaguing public defenders and state attorneys across Florida. Legal aid organizations could also benefit, Martinez said. Lawyers are already prohibited from threatening other lawyers with disciplinary complaints to gain an advantage during litigation. But what about other professionals? Rowan Pitar tells us the Board Review Committee on Professional Ethics is advancing a rule to address that. The opposing counsel didn't give Tallahassee attorney Edwin Bayo's client, a veterinarian, much of a choice, except their terms regarding a civil matter or face negative online reviews in a Board of Veterinary Medicine complaint. To Bayo, that demand had the whiff of extortion to it and got him to thinking. If it's not right for a member of the bar to threaten another member, why is it okay for that same bar member to threaten a doctor, an engineer, or veterinarian with an administrative complaint? That got the ball rolling on a proposed amendment to Rule 4-3.4, Fairness to Opposing Party and Counsel, adding a subdivision stating that a lawyer must not, quote, present, participate in presenting, or threaten to present administrative charges solely to gain an advantage in a civil matter, and that a lawyer may not use, quote, means that have no substantial purpose to embarrass, delay, or burden a third person. The subdivision would further state that those those means include but are not limited to, quote, a lawyer threatening that the lawyer, the lawyer's client, or a third party will make false extrajudicial statements to be disseminated by means of social media or other public communication intended to impugn another person or entity if the lawyer knows or reasonably should know that the statements are false. The Board Review Committee on Professional Ethics has already approved the new language, and the proposal is now off to the Rules Committee for further review. The 11th Circuit will no longer pursue a pretrial detention reform project now that Governor Ron DeSantis has approved a statewide initiative. Chief Judge Nushin Safey began working with the state attorney, public defender, local law enforcement, and other justice partners two years ago on a reform project backed by the Arnold Foundation. The main goal was to improve public safety and gather data, Safey said. Some defendants accused of serious offenses, such as possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, burglary of an occupied dwelling, or even attempted second-degree murder, can qualify for pretrial release without first appearing before a judge, Safey noted. But the project will be put on hold now that DeSantis has signed HB 1627. Among other things, it requires the Supreme Court to set a uniform statewide bond schedule by January 1 of next year. The legislation prevents people arrested for many violent offenses from qualifying for pretrial release without first appearing before a judge. 
Personal injury attorney Paul Novak has turned into quite the cold case sleuth. Earlier this month, Miami-Dade homicide detectives officially closed the murder investigation of a wealthy produce merchant, which happened over 60 years ago. Our Patrick Ferguson tells us Joseph DeMare was shot and killed by his wife on March 24, 1961, but the murder was hardly a lover's quarrel. Mark Novak and his team of cold case investigators confirmed that Joseph's wife, Frances DeMare, pulled the trigger in one of the oldest cold cases in Florida history. Novak's investigation showed the crime lifts the veil on the underbelly of organized crime in South Florida in the latter half of the 20th century. Following the death of her husband, Frances DeMare met Palm Beach attorney William Chester, who represented her in the probate case over Joseph's estate. Novak said Frances sought all or half of the estate and only ended up with a quarter in a settlement. Chester later married Francis before becoming a real estate developer who was bankrolled by union pension funds under mob control. The gun that killed Joseph DeMere was registered to his wife, Francis. While the mountain of physical evidence seems insurmountable, Novak said Francis DeMere's innocence was defended with misdirection and a dedicated PR campaign. Her third husband, Chester, would call the press to defend her innocence. Chester would enlist the help of political ally and former Florida Governor Fuller Warren to push the police to leave her alone. Novak said the case is, quote, much crazier than any kind of fiction that anybody could come up with, yet it's factual in real life. Governor Ron DeSantis capped years of advocacy by the Florida Association for Women Lawyers when he signed SB 144 last week. Jim? The bill would require Florida courthouses to have clean, private spaces with an electrical outlet where mothers could nurse infants or pump breast milk. It goes into effect January 1. Courthouses that could not comply at, quote, reasonable expense or that would require new construction would be exempt. Senator Lori Berman, a Democrat and a Boynton Beach attorney, sponsored the bill. She credited Fall for promoting the issue. Freshman Representative Ashley Gant, a fellow Democrat and Miami attorney, filed the companion. Supporters said the bill would make life easier for all working mothers. For more on these and other stories of interest to the legal profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Florida Bar Journal and News Department. For Patrick Farguson, Jim Ash, Roanne Batar, and our producer Clay Shaw behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 